If you put your effort and concentration into playing to your potential to be the best that you can be, I don't care what the scoreboard says, at the end of the game, in my book, we're going to be winners. The talent for so many players today, the talent in the spotlight, it's taking them to heights that their character's not strong enough to support. I'm one of those set goals chief guys. I talked about faith, passion, obviously the drive with the guys that I've been around and the guys that surround me every single day. If I want to be one of the best, I've got to play with and against the best. Okay, so that which gets praised gets repeated. You're listening to The Hardwood Hustle, brought to you by PGC Basketball. Coach, if you can't get most of your players to a PGC course this summer, we can bring PGC to you. If you're tired of careless and unforced turnovers, poor shot selection, a lack of focus in practice, a lack of competitiveness in practice, or having to watch other coaches and other teams win championships, you can have one of our PGC directors come run a private on-site PGC clinic just for your players. This is a phenomenal way for all of your players in your program to learn how to think the game, be a playmaker, and be a leader on and off the court. These private team and program clinics are available year-round for schools, clubs, and youth programs worldwide. Go to pgcclinic.com to request request a clinic today. That's pgcclinic.com. Thank you for tuning in. You're listening to The Hardwood Hustle. I'm your host, Adam Bradley, alongside TJ Rosine. Today, we are going to be discussing the short-term sacrifice for the long-term gain as it relates to our players. Here in the Washington, D.C. area, there's a young man by the name of Thomas Bryan who plays for the Washington Wizards. He recently signed a five-year, pretty lucrative contract with the Washington Wizards. Some of you may not be familiar because... We aren't on prime time that much right now, but the last two years, Thomas Bryan has had has shown incredible growth, incredible, incredible ability. He's he's played extremely well with his back to the basket, down low, being a physical, dominating presence. And as it relates to this year, though, where the expectations aren't that high. They've actually started experimenting with his game. They've moved him away from the the rim, right, have tried to expand his game. And you've seen his production actually drop a little bit this season. And a lot of people would would be upset about that because he's fresh off signing a new contract. Now his production is lower. But it's almost... No one's alarmed by it because it's part of the plan. They're actually intentionally, it it appears, uh, trying to expand his skill set, sacrifice this year for the hopes that for the long term they will have a better player. I want to discuss this, TJ. Your willingness and coach's willingness to sacrifice short-term productivity with the hopes of increasing long-term results. And are you willing to actually sacrifice potentially a year of a player to maybe transition them in position, try to get them to do something slightly different because you think it'll be better for them, for the team, for the program in the long run? Yeah, you know, that is always a tough one. I think all of us as coaches battle this decision, right? Like, what do I do to serve the team right now? What do I do to, you know, to make a better team on down the road? And I think most of us are wired one direction or the other, to be honest with you. Like if you're really wired to win today, you oftentimes, you know, forsake the future by not thinking about the things you need to be preparing for and doing. I mean, we just got out of a coach's meeting with my staff and, exactly what we were talking about you know like what's getting sacrificed and you know we're struggling a little bit right now a lot of new guys a lot of young guys and 
we're so uh, you know focused on the moment because we can't, we 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 haven't lost a couple games in a row in a long time, you know. And um, but it made me give pause. And the question for my staff today is like, what are we what are we sacrificing in our future? because we're so focused on the moment right now mm. and and it, there's a lot of good things that came out of it you know like we you know we know one player's um you know a big part of our future and his ability to get bigger faster stronger um to be able to hold up you know what we talked about load management before to be able to hold up for 30 games uh, next year when we really need him hasn't been focused on we haven't focused on his diet we haven't been in the weight room with him we haven't done it because all we can think about is right now and so i, I think all coaches struggle with that and, and are typically probably wired you know for the future and maybe you're more focused on a development maybe you're more of a development coach and some people are more a little bit more games coach and they're focused on a day and then the process you might not develop players as, as much as you'd hope over time but i think striking a really good balance is important for a good team and a good program I love this feedback from a coach in Hershey, Pennsylvania, Coach Ron Moore, uh, Hershey Girls BB on Twitter. He defined it as this. He said, there's a difference between a basketball program and a basketball team. A program is willing to sacrifice short-term productivity for the long term. He defines a team is more focused on the here and the now. He says, recently, we pushed a player who was a starter to start their sophomore year down on the JV team to get more reps. She was mature enough to understand how it would help her in the long run. This player has now signed on to play college basketball, the first one in our program in the last five years. And we believe, all parties believe, that it was the reps that they got as a sophomore on JV that allowed them to grow into the player they wanted. Typically speaking, this player maybe could have helped this varsity team, but they looked at building the program and and the long-term growth of a player, and they were willing to sacrifice the contributions this player could have made on varsity, putting them on JV. I don't know if a lot of coaches will do that, right? And I think there's a variety of different things. I think, one, you have to have security in your, your position, in who you are, and your job to – make some of these decisions. I think that plays a big part of this topic, right? TJ, it's going to be very difficult for me to maybe sacrifice a year of development to try to transition or experiment or try to expand a player's game if I'm not quite sure I'm even going to be around next year. And that's why it's so dangerous to allow coaches to coach on what we call lame duck seasons where they don't have anything guaranteed beyond the next year and they are living for the here and the now and we see that in the NBA ranks where coaches they're, they're just fighting for their job so they're not focused on development they're not focused on expanding rotation they're not focused on trying to give minute they're, they're just focused on winning and you really jeopardize your long-term growth and the long-term sustainability of your program in those type of environments so I think the role and the job security that you have as a coach and why it's so important that ADs and administration give some guarantee to coaches so they know they have got the confidence and the support to do these types of things. I think without that, I think it throws a completely different challenge. Yeah. And, you know, the the bad thing about that is that it's trickling down. I mean, I I think high school coaches feel pressure to win at a lot of high schools. And they're hard, it's hard to think of three or four or five years. I mean, I know, I know there's coaching changes that happen here in our state because somebody hasn't won for two or three years. 
And so that, that, you know, and I think in college, even at a small college level, we see people not winning and, you know, get moved on from jobs. And a lot of times it has more to do with just winning and losing. There's other issues that go on with that. But there are people that are, that are losing their jobs. And I think at the pro level, no doubt, um, you know, it, it, you might not even get a, I mean, full season. I'm looking at the, the news lately on the two <laughs> NFL coaches that just took a job first year and are they going to make it through the end of the season? And that, that's really, really cutthroat. And that's really, really tough. And it does sacrifice and hurt a lot of things that two teams that kind of come to mind, actually three teams, when I think of each particular sport, yeah, you know, I think about the Braves persevering through a lot of losing and trusting the manager, you know? Um, and and, and it, oh, that helping us over the long term. I think about um, you know all the all the losing that the seventy sixers did and stuck with their staff. Yep, Brett Brown. Yep, yeah, Brett Brown development over time. How committed they were to to you know kind of fighting through um, that process. I think that one um, stands out as well. I think about the Steelers who are kind of notorious for just staying with a coach for a long period of time. And, um, you know, this is our guy, win, lose, or draw. They're kind of in this seat. You know, and those, and, you know, not that they've always been great, but it's worked out for the 76ers. The Steelers over the last, you know, decade or, you know, 15, 20 years have been pretty consistently good. Um, the Braves went through a bad time but stuck with the manager for a long time that allowed them to get through it, and they've repeated that again with the new manager. Um, you know, so I, I think there's something to be said about that, and that, uh, that they're secure. And they probably all knew they were secure. And every time the 76ers continued to, to tank or get worse, all the management ever came out and said, he's our coach. He's going to stay. We're going to see him through this. And I think there's a level of, uh, you know, going through the process and paying your dues when you know you have that kind of security and you're going to get your team you're thinking long term rather than short term. And I think there's another dynamic, a big dynamic that plays a factor in this. I'll share that in one minute. Let's take a quick halftime break with our friends over at Team Snap. Thanks to our friends over at Team Snap for today's halftime communication tip. Coaches, I want to remind you if you give your players too much to remember, they won't remember anything. They'll have forgotten all your points before they even step back out on the court. Everything you say can be very interesting. In fact, it can be extremely important. But if they can't remember it, then it won't change a thing. Listen, you've got to streamline communication. Hone in on a single point. Hone in on a single theme. Simplify the message in order to increase the comprehension. Oftentimes, we fall into the trap of sharing too much. And although it's great information, if it's more than they can handle, then it's doing a disservice to your communication. So this week, as you go through your time with your players and with your coaches, remember, streamline and simplify in order to allow them to remember more and more. Thanks to our friends over at TeamSnap. Make sure you check out TeamSnap.com backslash hustle to learn more about the communication app being used by over 15 million people across the globe, helping get everybody organized all season long. That's TeamSnap.com backslash hustle. TJ, I think now more than ever, not just job security from a uh, administration standpoint, like will you actually have your job or not? I think there's another dynamic in play that challenges this and makes this that much more difficult that not only are coaches you know, concerned maybe losing their job, but I think they're actually maybe more concerned with losing their program. And what I mean by that is we're in such a cutthroat environment of high school sports. It's become that way that even in in these environments, if you don't win, if you're not producing success, if you're not building momentum, you run this risk of your players is exiting, that, that they're gone. 
And, and I think that's where a lot of the coaches feel the pressure even more. Like, I, I need to win. I need to continue sustaining momentum because, first of all, it's already hard enough for me to keep players as is, especially if you're a public school coach and there's private schools, you know, knocking on the door and around every corner and kids are having to drive past the private school on the way to the public school. You know, where if I don't do this, I run this risk. So this thought of me experimenting for the long term, like, are you kidding me? Like, I've got I'd have to communicate that to the players. I'd have to communicate it to the parents. I've had to I've had to communicate it to the administration. Like people want to win now. And, and if I don't do it, I don't even know if if I'll have the the horses with me next year. Because they may say, oh, man, I need, I need to be in a better situation if they don't truly understand it. And, and that's a tough dynamic that I feel a lot of coaches are facing right now in this win first. I'm going to sacrifice the development in the long term for the short term because of that dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, look, it's, it's tough. I mean, I, it's, it's really hard to be a coach. I think nobody puts more pressure on coaches than coaches themselves, right? And that pressure starts getting to you and you start behaving a little bit differently and you think about it. I mean, and that's why, you know, I talk so much about transformational coaching, going back to the place and just putting your head on the pillow and feeling good about it. You know, when you're coaching from a place of, you know, just worrying about how other people are going to respond, react, and, you know, can you keep this person? Like, I, I, I mean, I would say almost hands down nine out of ten times the coach that coached to keep a player happy and in their program stop from leaving regrets it. And they actually have a lot more stress than the other coach. I just don't think you can coach from that place. They might leave anyway, you know, but I think there's a lot of coaches that do coach from that place. And I understand why they would. Yeah. I feel it's understandable to, to get to that point. I think when you have built momentum and over a course of years, you've lost two, three, four, five players. It's real. It's a reality for you. And you have to face that. And, and it's only getting tougher because the parents are putting the pressure on it. So, but it goes back to something you said earlier where like what's sacrificing of it, what's being sacrificed is development, right? And it's unfortunate because, you know, one of my teams right now, one of our, our stud guys, he, this has been a collective decision, but he's being moved from a wing position to a point guard position because I think I believe, and and the coaches believe, and it's, this is their decision with the, the player, but that he's better served being in a point guard position i think physically he'll be better served in from a height perspective to play college and he certainly has college level skill sets and and the way the te- what the team needs right now and, and what would be better for his future would be moving from a wing position a, a three and putting him in a position of being a oversized point guard oversized now but a natural size point guard at the next level and as a result there's some growing pains right there's some it's not easy. There's some production loss that's taking place of it. And he's got division one offers, division one coaches looking. I think there's even that dynamic as well that plays into it where this is tough, right? Because the numbers speak so highly, right? When you've got these interests coming in from college programs, now you're making a big adjustment. Your productivity goes down. All of a sudden, coach who doesn't really know the situation is just looking at surface level stats and information and saying, wow, he's, he's regressed his junior year. But they don't understand it. So there's a lot of coaches that wouldn't do what this particular coach I'm referring to would do, but he's doing it, and I applaud him. But it just reminds me that that's almost a, a rarity in today's sports. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. You know, 
Because there's the other side of like figuring out and factor and every time. Like I always think about each team and think this is this guy's only senior year, you know. And that's always that always weighs heavy on me, um, because I, I want to do what's best for the future of our program, while balancing that with giving this player his last great opportunity, you know. And and, and so I think you have to ask yourself how much is being wagered in in that decision to to, to parlay into the future. And I think that's a that's a pretty big decision that can often weigh heavy on coaches because there is that you know I don't know I mean that senior. Maybe you're only going to go 10 and 15, but if you make this change, you go 5 and 20, but it's better for your future. Uh, that's a tough one, right? Like it's easy from, from the fans' perspective to say, we'll build for the future, but it's hard to say that to your senior that's just trying to get win every last game they can. You know, here at the Hardwood Hustle, we, we say it, and it's written out on the website, written out in our Twitter bio, educate, empower, and engage the coaching community. And, and today's topic is one of these that I think engages TJ and and I I know I'm thinking about it pretty deeply right now this topic of you know what's being wagered for today's success versus the future and how do you balance that and and coaches listening you know hopefully this episode is just challenging you to weigh that right and Co- TJ always says you know coaching's an art certainly not a science and this is one of those areas where it is an art right you've got to kind of feel it out you've got to kind of understand the situation and the circumstances and the different dynamics involved. And it's going to be different for each coach and each program with each player, but allow this episode and this topic to engage you and, and put some thought to this and we'd love to get any feedback. If it challenged you to think a certain way, or, or maybe if you've chose to move in a different direction and approach things with a different mindset as a result of this episode, we'd love to hear it. So send us a tweet at hardwood underscore hustle or on any of the social platforms. We'd love to interact and connect I am Adam. He is TJ. Together we are the Hardwood Hustle. Until next time, we're out.